A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call an assembly. Gather the people, notify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the infants in the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness, in the greatness of your compassion. Wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Give me back the joy of your salvation and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ as if God were appealing through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, 
King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. We have a both-end dimension to the Word of God given to us on this, the great season of Lent. Traditionally, we're always given the same three readings, and the responsorial psalm of Psalm 51 is the, is the, is the apex of all the psalms. It's like the big guns come out for that one in terms of expressing of one's sorrow, the acknowledgement of one's sins, and that's really what this is all about. It's to bring to the fore. It's to bring before the community an acknowledgement that none of us in here are perfect. We fall short of the glory of God, but yet we hear in the Word of God a clarion call to come together in the public, come as a community, come as a body, to realize what first and foremost individually reestablish yourself in the friendship that God desires. 
reestablish that friendship, that merciful, loving relationship that God intended from the beginning. Now is the time. Whatever is going on, the prophet Joel in the first reading is having to prophesy at a very difficult time in the history of the chosen people of God. There's famine. The locusts are over, overtaking the crops. There's very little food. People are in a bad way. He comes to them and says, drop it all. Come together. Let us, let us plead to God for mercy. And so it is. Everyone from the eldest to the youngest are brought together in assembly. And the word of God has brought us together today. St. Paul is reminding us that in as much as God has established a reality for us to be in a right relationship again, that we now have the responsibility to be ambassadors, to go to the rest of the community, to go to the world and to tell them what has come about. This will be a both and dimension. Yes, it's the personal, but it's also the communal. It's the private and the public. And the paradox of paradoxes probably is what we hear in today's gospel. Jesus, who always seems to have a disposition, a preferential disposition for the hidden. You know, throughout this year of the gospel of Mark, we hear how Jesus is trying to keep things on the down low. Do not tell anyone. He won't allow the demons that have possessed people to speak. Quiet, get out, get away. He's trying to keep things down. The leper that he cleansed, he goes off and makes such a public spectacle. We saw the reversal on Sunday. He's now able to reunite with the community. Jesus now has to be on the outskirts because he didn't follow the directive. Go, show yourself to the priest, offer what is prescribed, and that should be sufficient. What is the Lord saying? The reality of prayer, of fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer is about that relationship with God, that interior relationship. We don't want to make a spectacle of it because it's, it's personal. Let what comes about in the context of the personal be communicated in the public based on how we experience the intimacy, the initiative of our God, which is what we call his grace. Grace is at work. So often we embrace the disciplines of Lent as if it's something we have to accomplish. And then we start to beat ourselves up because we come up with this ambitious plan. I'm going to do this reading. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do that. And then guess what? It's like our New Year's resolutions. Most of those have already gone by the wayside. And perhaps we've also made spiritual resolutions which now need to be tweaked. They need to be reestablished. God is the one who does the work. What we are being called to is a response, a response of faith. Notice what Jesus is saying when he says, when you pray, go into your inner room, when you give alms, when you fast, do things in a way that's not perceptible. Don't be conspicuous, be inconspicuous. Your heavenly Father who sees what is hidden will know and he will acknowledge that, he will reward you. Talk about a call to faith to actually believe and trust that God is aware of us. He knows the hidden things that are going on. 
He wants you and I to have that same type of experience that he and the son have. How many times does the gospel highlight Jesus going off by himself to a deserted place to commune with the Father? He's showing us the way. He's given us the consolation of the truth that leads to a new life. This is the acceptable time. It's always the, the, the here and now moment is always the acceptable time. Embrace this time yet again. For it is a privilege to be able to return to God with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, with all of our strength. As we see ourselves walking with the mark of our salvation. Again, it's that both-end dimension. You know, everybody else is coming out of the closet these days. You know, nobody has a problem coming out now and saying whatever about themselves. Why should we be ashamed to declare to the world, yes, I am a Christian. I believe in the love of God. I believe that God came in the fullness of time, taking upon himself a human nature, taking upon himself the sins of the whole world, to be expiation, to pay a debt he didn't owe for a people who owe a debt they could never, ever pay. Let us embrace this season as a joyful time. Will it require something of us? Absolutely. And what's that? Die to yourself. Take up the cross of who you see in the mirror. Bring yourself behind me. Follow me. Let us together walk in the way God the Father wanted to walk with Adam and Eve. They walked together in the cool of the afternoon in the paradise, in the garden of paradise. Where are you? I didn't find you. Where were you? I was hiding. I was ashamed because I was naked. Oh, you were naked. So now we recognize anew the reality of what we cannot do for ourselves, but that God desires to do. He wants to clothe us anew as his sons and daughters, like the prodigal returning quickly, killed the fatted calf, put the sandals on the feet, bring the garments that speak, that speak of the dignity that speak of my mercy, that speak of my love. So as we walk around with the ashes impressed upon our foreheads, it's a matter of paradox, yes. It seems so paradoxical. Do it in quiet, don't bring attention, but yet here we are mocking ourselves. <laughs> but again, see it as an identification that you and I are choosing to identify with the one who chose to identify with us so that we might know what it is to live as human beings fully alive in the spirit of the living God. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. We fast so that we might hunger for the things that really matter. We give alms to respond to the one who's done so much for us. By denying ourselves, we're able to give to the one who desires to reach out to those who are still marginalized, who are outcast for whatever reason, this will ensure the building up of the kingdom, but more importantly, 
a relationship that God has always taken the initiative in. Let us embrace this season with faith, with hope, and charity, with a consistency of purpose that God will renew us and grant us his salvation. God love you.